Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, I am the penis of William Gallas. And I would like to apologize to all the Arsenal fans for what happened on Tuesday. This is something I, I just cannot explain. I am not used to this, and it is going to take me some time to get my helmet around it. I stood there, and I watched what happened, and I am thinking, how dare you? How dare this happen? This cannot be. Bentner and Adibayor, what are you doing? It is I who am always the biggest dick on the Hello and welcome to another Arsblog Arscast on Arsblog.com in association as always with OleOle.com, the football community website. It's Friday. That can only mean one thing. No, it's not Cracker Jack. It is a helping of audio arse goodness, filling your ears with arse stuff, which isn't poo, thankfully. Well, not literally. Yeah. On the way between now and the end of this particular show, we have got a blog chat with Good Player from GoodPlayer.com, in which we discuss uh, the game against Spurs, Adibayor versus Bentner, Theo Walcott, and a look ahead to the uh, two Newcastle games coming up next week. The man in the bar is here. He has got another player history. Uh, what else is there? Adibayor is here, funnily enough, uh, and some other bits and pieces. I don't remember. I don't remember. You know I don't remember. So why are you even asking me? Uh, you'll you'll be happy to know there is a, a drink of the week this week. It's a back to bourbon of the week. You see, I deserve a, I deserve a drink this week. I'll explain to you why just in in a few minutes' time. Uh, but between uh, the last Arscast and this Arscast, we had a very happy Saturday. Last Saturday, when we played Fulham, and the expectation was, of course, that we would get three points, and we did. Two headers from Emmanuel Adibayor, uh, putting us 2-0 up in the first half, and the third goal from Thomas Rosicki into the second half. That boy surely knows uh, how to put the icing on the cake. He could be a baker when he finishes football. Yeah. Not sure he'd want to be with all the money he has, just work as a lowly baker and, you know... Squeeze out the thing, you know, to happy seventh birthday, John. Yeah, nah. But, uh, you know, were he to live in a different time when football didn't provide for the rest of your life, he could well have gone into that sort of thing. So that was very good, and everyone was happy, and, and of course there was this great expectation then ahead of ahead of the game on Tuesday against Spurs. And uh, because of injuries and stuff, uh, we we, uh, we had to bring in some of the first teams. Leb started, Galas started, Cesc came on after about, what, 20 minutes or something? But uh, it didn't go to plan at all. At all. 
I was sitting there watching, you see. Uh, I could only watch the first half because I was playing a game that night. It didn't kick off until half past nine, which meant I had to leave my house at about nine o'clock. So at two nil down at half time, I was thinking, this is not fair. Because, you know, what happens when we go 2-0 down at White Hart Lane is we, we come back and we score two goals. And then I'm going to miss Arsenal going through on away goals and Tottenham fans crying again. So I'm driving to the match and I thought, yeah, this is a pain in the arse. I'm going to miss the greatest comeback of all time on a lot of all uh, 3-0 Robbie Keane. Okay. So maybe I was I was better off. Uh, you see, this is all to do with why I'm, I'm having a drink this evening because we, we were playing our match and, and we went 1-0 we went up. In the second half, which was good. And then, uh, sadly, my, my mistake, my guy got away from me at a, at a corner or a free kick or something, and he headed them level. That was bad. That was bad. But then, but then, we got a free kick right on the edge of the area. Oh, off to the left-hand side it was, right on the edge. And uh, I stepped up, took the ball. Boom! Top corner. Postage stamp, they call it. 2-1 to us. And we were down to 10 men at that time because one of the guys got uh, he got kind of creamed out of it by, by one of their guys, so he kicked him while he was lying on the ground. And the ref didn't take kindly to that, you see. So, uh, a 2-1 win with 10 men. So I figure I deserve a little drink tonight. But anyway, back to uh, White Hart Lane and the incident between uh, Adi Bayor and Bentner is the one that's made all the headlines and all the blogs and all the newspapers, etc., etc. So we'll get good players' thoughts on that uh, and the game in just a few minutes' time. But overall... Overall, it was a bit disappointing, wasn't it? Just the manner of the of the the defeat. Um, if you have to lose to Spurs in any competition, it, it's got to be the Carling Cup. I mean, we beat them twice in the league this season, and and uh, I would much prefer to lose to them in the Carling Cup. Uh, it does, of course, set up the possibility that Spurs might win some silverware. Juan de Ramos is a good cup manager. He showed that at Sevilla. He won the UEFA Cup twice. He won the Spanish Cup, I think. He also won the Inter-Seville Cup and the Andalusian Cup and the South of Spain Shield or something. So, I mean, that's it. If Spurs are happy, if Berbatov is talking about uh, uh, Spurs being better than Arsenal now, uh, if he thinks that because they've got to the Carling Cup final, uh, well then, leave them on to their madness. Uh the final itself, though, it, it's one of those uh, Hobson's Choice kind of things, isn't it? It's like asking, do, do you want to eat this plate of dog shit or do you like to eat this bowl of cat sick in terms of who do you want to win? But given the way the uh, Spurs fans have been crowing and given the fact that the day after the game, they had a commemorative DVD of the, <laughs> of the, uh, honestly, they had a commemorative DVD up on their website for nine ninety nine. This is the highlight of Spurs for the last nine years. You see, beating Arsenal, not only beating them, but, you know, scoring five goals against it. You know, not quite the first team. So, um, yeah, leave them on. It's got to be Chelsea for me. It really does. And it would be good if in the first minute of the game, Ashley Cole sort of, you know, was beheaded by, I don't know, Zakora or somebody like that. And then, you know, Wayne Bridge came on and got his medal and, and Chelsea won. You kind of get used to Chelsea winning things again. You couldn't bear Spurs winning again. Anyway, that's all for the future. That's all for the future. I think the final's next month as well, so um, we'll keep our beady eyes on that one, and maybe, maybe, just maybe, a meteorite will hit Wembley on that day, and we'll we'll all win. Okay, so to talk more about that game, uh, and looking ahead to the uh, two Newcastle games, and the Addy Bayor and Bentner incident, and Theo Walcott in the headlines, etc., etc., uh, it's time to welcome Good Player from GoodPlayer.com. Hello, sir. Hello. Everybody's talking uh, at the moment about uh, Emmanuel Adibayor versus Nicholas Bentner. You were at the game on on Tuesday night. Did you see what happened? 
no, but the guy sitting next to me did and immediately drew my attention to it. He said that it was um, a hand to the face. It all seemed to come out of absolutely nothing. Um, it was quite bizarre. Um, there certainly didn't seem to be much of a dispute between Fentner and Gallas, as TV has tried to suggest. Uh, Gallas was straight in playing peacemaker. Benton obviously wasn't particularly happy. I mean, what, what way do you think the club are going to handle this? Because um, you, see, you saw the comments from Bentner's father, uh, who called Adibayor mad, uh, which probably isn't very helpful at all. Um, I presume this is something that will be uh, dealt with uh, in-house, but, but what do you make of possible FA uh, action on this? Well, the FA will take their sway from what the paper says they always do. It's funny how... Um, Ashley Colesley signed to the Arsenal fans a few weeks ago has been conveniently forgotten about. Um, as for Bentner's dad, look, he had a reporter in Denmark or whatever shove a microphone in his face and ask him what he thought. I don't think that counts for a hell of a lot, truth be told. Um, we don't really know what's, what's gone on. Footballers have disagreements. It happens. Uh, Andy Cole and Teddy Sheringham hated each other for years, but it didn't stop Man U doing well. And at least it showed that they, well, at least it showed that they cared a little bit. This is true. Let's talk, I suppose, a, a bit about the uh, about the game on Tuesday night because uh, the expectations were high, I think, and when you saw some of the first team players being uh, included in the squad, uh, I don't I don't know that anybody expected the the kind of result that we got. Uh, being at the game, what what way did you see it? Well, let's let's remember why the first team players were in the squad, um, and that was only because we'd run out of reserves. Um, they wouldn't have Gallas wouldn't have played, Flep wouldn't have played. Um, and I doubt Sanya would have played had, had players like Jory, Sendros, um, etc. being fit. So I think we should remember that, first of all, because I think that certainly said something about our mentality. I think the truth is, you know, we had the kind of first half at Tottenham that we frequently have at Tottenham. We frequently end up a goal down, sometimes two goals down. You know, it, it was almost uncanny the way that Bentner scored a, an own goal in the same way that Baptista had last year to make mm. it 2-0. The fact that you come out, you chase the game, we were chasing the game, we had a decent start to the second half, and suddenly before you knew it, it was 3-0. And then these, these things can run away from you. You know, you had, it was just a load of factors came together. You had guys like Gallas and Sanya have been outstanding this season, um, and who frankly didn't play very well. And, and that happens to all of us. And, you know, these things happen. You get freak results in the, in the League Cup. We lost 6-2 to United in November 1990. We lost 5-0 yeah. to Chelsea one year. They happened. Chelsea lost 5-1 at Tottenham six years ago in the Colin Cup semi-final. Spurs went on and lost to Blackburn in the final. Didn't didn't beat Chelsea for another five and a half years. You know, it can happen. All right. Um, you don't think, that given what's happened between Adebayor and Bentner and the, the sort of the heaviness of the defeat, it's not going to have any big effect on, on team morale? I, I, I don't really see why it, it should. I mean, we, we do appear particularly prone sometimes. To, to allowing a single defeat suddenly change our mood completely. But, but for me, this was, this was just something completely different. Lose, lose to Newcastle on Saturday, and, and, and maybe it might. But I, but I think, you know, look at, look at how well we've played this season. Look through the first 11, and you, almost any of them um, would be candidates to be in the PFA team of the year at the moment. And I, I just don't think we should exaggerate it at this stage. It's, it's very easy to do that. I was... I was always convinced this was going to be Tottenham's night. You know, they were they were humiliated last year. I mean, they were how embarrassing was that that our reserve team beat them convincingly last year, and and you know they weren't going to let that happen this year. It's a lot harder as well when the second leg is at their place. It was always in a way we kind of half lost this in the first leg, despite despite getting back to one all. 
it was always going to be very, very tough on Tuesday night. And I think I think some people were, were kidding themselves with just how easy it would be for our reserves to roll over. A team, frankly, they rested four players for the Premiership game, their Premiership game last weekend. Now, that, that tells you where their priorities lie. It tells you where our priorities lie. Two years ago, they were on the verge of pipping us for the Champions League. They're now resting players for Carling Cup games. We're not, and you know, I think I know which place I'd rather be. <laughs> uh, good point. Well made indeed. And you know they've got a, a commemorative DVD already on the Tottenham Hotspur site. Well, they're, they're pathetic, frankly. I mean, Jermaine Genus was talking about how it was so well-deserved, you know, all their extra double trading sessions, blah, blah, blah. You know, you, you, you would have thought they'd just won the league or something. Arsene Wenger apparently got sprayed by champagne. Um, you know, <laughs> lads, you've, you've won a you've won a Carling Cup semi final against our reserves. I mean, it, admittedly, it is the highlight of their half decade. But but really, you know, I, I'd feel slightly sheepish if I was them. I suppose you have to take your glory when you can get it when you're a Spurs fan, though. This is... Yes, yes. <laughs> well, there, there was a, there was a you know an outstanding win against Derby earlier in the season. Yeah, well, that's well, just, so that's we shouldn't true. forget about that either. <laughs> All right, Theo Walcott uh, is making headlines. Before the the Carling Cup game, Arsene Wenger said he's going to be a fantastic striker, but he's not where I want him to be at the moment. And uh, possibly the two games against Spurs have um, have made it quite clear he he's not quite ready for uh, first team action yet. There's talk about sending him out on loan. What are your thoughts? Well, I think when Theo is bad, he's awful. Um, I think we expect a lot because he arrived for a level of money at age sixteen and a blaze of publicity. Um, had he just come through the youth ranks at the moment, we'd, we'd be sitting there going, look, you know, the truth is he's not ready yet, but give him time. Now, a couple of things occurred to me. On the one hand, I remember Joe Cole, who was hyped like mad, but it was only only really when he was about 23 and got to Chelsea, you know, two, year, two or three years into his Chelsea career, that he showed any sign of fulfilling his potential. Theo is four and a half years off being 23. The other, but the thing that is slightly worrying, on the other hand, is that, is that Theo appears... He reminds me of an athlete who's learned to play football um, rather than a footballer who's become a great athlete. Mm. Um, he didn't, I seem to remember reading somewhere he didn't play football until he was 10 or 11. And, and I suppose that, that's a slight worry. But, but that said, he, he, he does time some of his runs very well when he gets things together. You've got to give players time, send them out on loan. Yeah, it, it could work. Although we do have, with Van Persie being permanently equipped, um, it might not be the best time right now. Yeah, is is it a case though that the expectation is is so high? Because we see guys like like Cesc who who's come through and at, at seventeen years of age was was uh, almost a, a first team player straight away. So the expectation perhaps is that uh, all players should develop at, at at Fabregas pace rather than their own pace. Exactly, exactly. And uh, you know, look, just as I said, look at Joe Cole. Mm. He didn't do that. You know, hiked hiked to the rafters, took him to leave was twenty three before before he came close close to fulfilling his potential. All right, we've got two games coming up against Newcastle uh, in the space of three days. One in the FA Cup, one in the league. Um, obviously, the league one is more important. What sort of a team would you send out this weekend? Um, would you mix and match a bit? or Well, I don't suppose we would. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. 
Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. We, we can really do too much mixing and matching because of uh, the players we have away and the players we have injured. But uh, a win at the weekend would be uh, a good start um, and, and put them on the back foot perhaps for, for Tuesday night. Yeah, no, I think that's true. I think he'll pick a fairly strong team. I think he has to. I'd be amazed if, if Sesk, uh, sorry, not, not Sesk, if, if Klesian and Rizitsky didn't play having been rested in midweek. I mean, we were, we were very weak down our left-hand side. I think it'll be... Um, a general mix and match. I think the likes of Gallas and, and Hoyt will have to play at centre-back because there's no real option. I, I don't really fancy Gilberto at centre-back. It'll be a mix and match as it always is. Adebayo will probably start because he only came on. Eduardo will probably start as well. You know, I think it's important that we that we really go for it. And I think I think Arsenal values the FA Cup significantly more important than he does the League Cup. You only need to look at the fact he put out a stronger team against Burnley in the third round than he did three days later against Tottenham for the first leg of the semi-final you know, in the Carling Cup. And I think that tells you where the priorities lie. OK, good player. Thanks very much. Uh, we'll catch up with you again on another Arscast soon. Thanks. Thank you to Good Player from goodplayer.com. He'll be back on an Arscast in the future. Now, Adi Bayor, we recorded that obviously earlier yesterday. Uh, in the meantime, in the meantime, uh, we've discovered that Adi Bayor is not to be charged by the FA and, and some vague pictures came out and it does look like it was just a hand, uh, just a sort of push off kind of thing. There was obviously a dispute between them, uh, but no headbutt, uh, as was being widely reported. Of course, had there been more television footage, you can be guaranteed we would have seen it time and time again on Sky Sports News as they ensure that Adi Bayor got himself a 17-game ban. Uh, the Sun reported yesterday that, that uh, the whole thing was sparked off by Adi Bayor running onto the pitch and saying to Bentner, the reason I'm on is because you're shit. Which seems a little unlikely, in fairness, I have to say. I'm not sure we can take that uh, as gospel. Uh, but obviously something has gone on. Adi Bayor was uh, the one who apologized straight after the game, more or less. There was a, a story up on Arsenal.com in which he apologized for his behavior. Uh, so he knows he's done wrong. Uh, hopefully uh, there's no hard feelings. But as good player says, uh, there's players that have hated each other, hated each other, like Andy Cole and Teddy Sheringham, uh, and been able to play successfully together. So hopefully it won't uh, have any lasting damage uh, on team spirit or anything like that. I'm sure Ashton Wenger will sort it out. So he will. Or he'll send in Pat Rice to sort it out. And you don't want to fuck around with Pat Rice. No, you do not. The man with the dark glasses, he's like the Roy Orbison of football, isn't he? Right, so, uh, moving on. Shall we go for a player history, the man in the bar? Yeah, why not? Hello again, and here we are with another old player history on the Arscast. I had a bit of a bad week, I have to tell you. Wasn't very good at all. I was down watching the old match there on Tuesday night. Can you imagine? Jesus, there was loads of us down there who appreciate a bit of football and, and a bit of class. That's why they were all up for Arsenal. But there was one fella. There's always one, isn't there? He was up for Spurs. His name was Arthur. And he's always in the pub. Nobody really talks to him because he smells funny. But anyway, he knows I'm a bit of an old Arsenal fan. When the first goal went in, he turns around and he goes, Hey there, man in the bar, one nil to Spurs, you cunt you. 
Or it's like, yeah, fuck off. And then the second goal went in. He went, here, man in the bar, 2-0 now. Ha ha. So I was just sitting there with me pint. I was considering glassing him. But I decided I'd, I'd hold me fire in case it was an old comeback in the second half. The second half started 3 nearly he says, when that fucking big mallet-headed cunt Robbie Kane scored. And then he goes... And he was jumping around and dancing and singing and Jesus. But then old laddie by your got one back and that was it. The comeback was on, but 5-1 at the end. Oh, Jesus, you couldn't shut the cunt up. 5-1, he's singing at me. Have you ever seen such a defeat in your life? This changes everything. Tottenham are now the greatest team in all of London, he says. So what do you think about that? And I says to him, you know your wife? And he says, yeah. I said, I shanked her right up the arse, so I did. And he went, what? He said, yeah, you were away on a business trip, and I came out to your house and I shagged your wife. Oh, the look on his face. His old eyes went more droopy than Paris Hilton, so he did. And I said, aha, Jesus there, I got you, Arthur. Ha, ha, ha. And he said, oh, thank God for that. I've always suspected she's been fond of a bit on the side. And I said, yes, it wasn't me that shagged your wife. It was your own brother, and you should do an old DNA test on your second son because it's probably his. Now fuck off, you cuntje, and shut the 5-1 up your hole. Uh, this week's player history is a short one because the fellow only played for Arsenal for a short time. In fact, he didn't even play a competitive match. He signed for Arsenal from Queen's Park Rangers and only played in three pre-season games. That's right, his name is Clive Allen. We traded him in for old Kenny Sampson, him of the strong hair. Then he went on to play for Spurs, which means he's a fucking cunt and there's no point talking about him. True. The man in the bar will be back with another player history uh, on another Arscast. On next week's Arscast, probably. And let's hope it's a little more uh, informative and educational of a player history. Not that I'm complaining. His goat was obviously well and truly gotten by that chap in the pub, and sometimes you just have to let a man vent, don't you? Yes, indeed. Uh, so uh, check that out next week. Just to remind you a little bit again about oleole.com. It is a football community website uh, where you can join. It's free to join. There's great coverage of the African Cup of Nations at the moment. Uh, there's also loads of competitions, fantasy football, and there's been all kinds of giveaways and stuff. Uh, so you should get yourself signed up. You can start your own blog. You can uh, listen to the podcast. Uh, you can post videos as well. Uh, and they're all football videos, so if you want to kill an hour or two instead of working, just uh, click on and click around the videos and, and search for good goals and other silly things that people like to watch. Uh, as well as that, if you're a Facebook person, then you can get a uh, oleole.com widget, which plugs into your Facebook and does all whatever it is that that does. Uh, so check it out, www.oleole.com. Now, um, this fella. Hello, this is Emmanuel Adebayor. I just want to say sorry to all the Arsenal fans for the game against Tottenham. I don't know what happened. 5-1 against Tottenham. It's terrible. I was lying at home after the game doing me impression of Ben Kingsley. No, 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 no. That's how I feel. No. Next time we play Tottenham, I'm going to kill them. Also, I want to say sorry to Nicholas Bender. I'm very sorry for hurting you. I didn't mean to make you cry. I didn't mean to hurt you, Nicholas Bender. I'm just a Togo guy. And for you to express my sorrow, here's a traditional song from my home country. Hi, 
Sky Drama in North London this week as Tottenham Hotspur beat Arsenal for the first time in 117 years. Stock markets crashed and eyewitnesses claimed to have seen peaks flying through the air, while the Prime Minister has declared next month to be made up entirely of Sundays. But experts say there's no need to panic and that we're more likely to see a black or lady president of the United States than for such a result to ever be repeated. Now then, coming up on Saturday is the first of two games in three days against Newcastle United. On Saturday, it is the FA Cup, uh, and uh, team news is that we will have some of the uh, some of the players back. Uh, just clicking around here, we've got Sanderos back, who uh, broke his nose against Fulham. That's funny, isn't it, how the FA requested uh, footage of uh, Bentner and Adi Bayor but well, they didn't request any footage whatsoever of Senderos having his nose broken by Clint Dempsey's elbow. And I looked at it at the time and I thought, that's deliberate, you know. Maybe that's just me, but uh, I think uh, Dempsey went out to do him there with his elbow. And uh, he did, so he missed. I think we would have beaten Spurs 8-6 if Senderos had played on Tuesday night. But that's neither here nor there at this stage. Uh, and then, of course, on Tuesday, we've got uh, Newcastle in the league do we want to choose between one of them? No, sir, we do not. We want to win both those games, indeed. It's interesting that Kevin Keegan hasn't yet dipped into the transfer market. There's only a week of the transfer window left. And you suspect that uh, if he's going to do anything with Newcastle, he's really got to make some signings. And you remember when he was uh, he was there the last time, and, and so everybody more or less enjoyed it, as much as you don't like Newcastle or whatever... But everybody more or less enjoyed the, the kind of football that they played. And, and nobody, I'm not into this whole second team thing, but you knew if you watched Newcastle, you were generally going to get an entertaining sort of a game. At least they played attacking football, etc., etc. Remember those games against Liverpool, the 4-3 games? Uh, incredible, incredible football. And, and they were sort of a, a fairly well-liked side. You had David Ginola there before he became a Spurs cunt and Faustino Aspria and, and some really good players. But what he's inherited at uh, Newcastle now is a complete and utter bunch of cunts. Nicky Butt, Joey Barton, Alan Smith, Michael Owen, Mark Viduka. So he's got, number one, he's got to turn it around in terms of, uh, in terms of the playing style and the results, etc. But number two, he's got to get rid of some of those cunts. Because I think Keegan is in football as much to be liked by everybody. He likes to be liked. He's like the Gene Genie, isn't he? He loves to be loved. So uh, he's not going to get much love when he has people like that in the team. And there's some talk that Joey Barton could come back for the game uh, against Arsenal. Now, that would worry me slightly because uh, who knows what weapons that guy could go onto the pitch with. I can just imagine Gail Clichy running down the left-hand side and he's just about to put a cross in for Adi Bayor and all of a sudden there's an explosion and there's Joey Barton with a light anti-tank weapon having blown him up. And then when anyone comes over, he'll take out a cigar, light the cigar, put it out in their eye, and then he'll sh- shank them with a with a toothbrush that he's, you know, his prison friends have helped him make all sharp and stuff. So I'm worried if Joey Barton plays in those games, not because of, not because of his football, but Jesus, this is a guy that will fight somebody at half past five in the morning outside of McDonald's. Who the fuck wants to fight at half past five in the morning? The only time I'm ever awake at half five in the morning is when I haven't been to bed the night before. And at that point, it's fighting. Are you mad? I can barely stand up. So this is a guy whose thirst for violence knows no bounds. Alan Smith as well. Horrible blue-lipped fucking Yorkshire pig. What a bastard. Vuduka, the man with the biggest head in the world. 
him and David Dunn. If Mr. Burns from The Simpsons wanted to get into that whole thing, you remember where he blocked out the sun? All he would have to do is hoist David Dunn on one side and Mark Viduca on the other, and both of their heads would block out the sun, not just on Springfield, but for most of America and Canada. That's how big Viduca's head is. People like that, you can't like a team. You can't have, let's see, I think Keegan's got to to get rid of those guys. Well, that's neither here nor there. From our point of view, uh, we want uh, three points on Tuesday night uh, to keep up with uh, United. And, of course, uh, we'll be wanting to go through in the FA Cup as well because it's a trophy uh, that we want to win. It's a competition I like. So there you go. So hopefully our not-cunts can overcome uh, the complete cunts uh, that are Newcastle. And um, hopefully Keegan's revolution won't start uh, anytime soon. So that's it, I think, more or less. I don't think there's anything else to talk about, so uh, I'm going to call this one a day. I'll uh, talk to you all next week uh, on the blog, of course, over the weekend too. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you on next week's uh, Arscast. Don't forget, if you do want to email, the email address is arscast at arsblog.com. And if you check out the Arscast page on the website, you can see how you can leave voicemails and, and sound bites and what have you for the uh, Arscast, if you can be arsed doing any of that. And that's enough uh, talking about arses, so um, take it easy. Bye-bye. are back for Tottenham and with our commemorative DVD you can enjoy that great night when we beat Arsenal for the first time in nine years. See our first team take on Arsenal's first reserves and bask in the glory of winning a semi-final which is just as good as winning a trophy itself. But that's not all. Each order place before next Friday will get a Spurs 2007-2008 season highlights disc featuring such classics as Sunderland 1, Spurs 0, Spurs 1, Everton 3, Newcastle 3, Spurs 1, Spurs 1, Blackburn 2, Spurs 2, Birmingham 3. We also have a special director's cut of the two league games against Arsenal. Hollywood Trickery is done away with the five Arsenal goals so you can enjoy the two 1-0 wins over the Gunners. Order today for just £9. That's only £1 for each year we didn't beat Arsenal. Get your commemorative DVD today. Tottenham Hotspur, still a bunch of over-celebrating, underachieving cunts. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.